What up, man? No real point to this one right here. I was just out at my old elementary school. For me, nothing takes me back like that, right? I last went there in, what, 92? So that's... I don't know. How many years is that? About 26 and a half, 27 years. And, you know, none of the staff is the same, I'm sure. And kind of the same thing when I go to my old high school. Nothing takes me back like that. And I guess it's the combination of anytime I get a decent workout sweat going because I was out there um, shooting around with the basketball anytime I get a decent sweat going it helps me relax and if I'm in a place like that where naturally you have memories you know it um makes you reflect it makes me think of this time years ago when I would look at young kids and think, man, you know, I blew opportunity somehow. Then like 11, or if you in a high school, they like 13 in middle school and stuff like that. 15 in high school, you'd be like, man, they have no idea. You know, it must be spectacular to get that youth back. But things changed for me, though. And that was a small period of time I thought like that, but that's because I had whatever I had going on. But the funny thing is, today I realize I'm ahead of schedule. Like, I'm where I need to be and then some. You know, so for me, I thought, man, the next year, I really want to do so much. Since I'm ahead, this feel like a bonus year where it's just mine to get. And this is where you should be, really. I thought across the board and was like, how many people do I know who share that same sentiment that I come in contact with? At this stage in the game, It's not a stretch to say most people I come in contact with or speak with, they prefer different circumstances. You know, my mark of what a successful life is and a successful view and a uh, advantageous position is that you would just want more of what you have now on a deeper level and accelerating faster. It's way too late in the game to be searching for your footing, desiring different circumstances, second-guessing what you've done, unclear about where you're going, going to a job where you feel you're not making as much as you should. 
And as I've said, if you got a simple regular man job that basically anybody with good common sense can do and physical ability, they can only pay you what you're worth. You know, if you do a $17 an hour type of job, I mean, that's it. That's all they can pay you, man. Like, you can't bleed this one source for more than what you do is worth. And many people I speak with are so rigid in their thinking that though they don't like the projection from where they are to where they can see in the future, they refuse to add new skill. And recently I see the the ultimate destination most of them will end up. Not to exclude myself by saying them, but just certain people I think of, they have these retirement plans like 401k and stuff like that. And I had one guy years ago pumped up off his 401k. I got $50,000 in there. I got $100,000 in there. Which, it is a... Accomplishment, Because it's hard for most people to know they have that much money and not dig into it. And, of course, you go into your 401k and retirement plan and stuff like that. They're going to hit you with fees. But, you know, it sounds good until you do the math on it. Because <laughs> by the time you retire, let's just say you get the um, Social Security check. Now, believe me, I'm no expert in all of this. So if I'm wrong about anything... I mean, whatever. As far as I know, you get the Social Security check when you're retired or at a certain age, 60-something, 70, something like that. And me and somebody were talking about it. If you get to 84 years old, that Social Security money, man, it's like a portion of the checks you were making, probably at your highest point. But if you got a regular man job, you think about how slim a straight up 40 hour check is when you get no overtime it's funny I don't love to take vacation because when I get that 40 hour check I mean it's not bursting with potential like the ones when I work the overtime so what they're doing basically is taking whatever points you were getting paid maybe they take your top amount or whatever you sustain for the most amount of time I don't know exactly how they do it but they're taking that and you're basically getting a straight eight for five days a week, 40 hour a week check. And a fraction of it, not the entire thing. And that doesn't sound like much to you, man, but when you're accustomed to getting that 100% of your check and you get like whatever percentage they're going to give you, even if it's 80% or whatever like that. You're going to miss it. (laughs) That to say, you're getting your smallest check straight 40 hours a week and only a certain percentage of it when you're old, okay? And you do have that 401k plan and stuff like that. But like I said with the guy I'm talking about, if you're getting $50,000 to $100,000 
on that 401k, even if it gets up to like 150, not the rain on you or anything, but that's basically three years worth of pay. Even if you got it straight up, you know, with no taxes, I don't know how they do that. I'm sure you get penalized at least uh, or taxed to a certain degree. And if you don't, let's just say you got 150,000 clean, nothing coming off of it. That's basically three years worth of pay, man. And the way I hear guys talk on a grand scale, like, man, yeah, when I, when I retire, I'm going to take a vacation. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go on a vacation. And right there, you're already digging into the money. And that should alarm you that that's what you want to do. See, anything you want to do is fine. We all need a break. But the problem with the vacation talk that most people have, look for that. That represents escapism. That's someone who basically wants to escape their situation. That's why I stay clear of conversations like that. When people start talking that dreamer stuff, yeah, I want to. I just want to sit on the beach, and you know, it'd be so nice to sit on the beach and not have to work and have a vacation. And that's all that represents is escapism. Your day to day schedule. It's just too much for you. It unravels to the point where you don't have good control over it anymore. So I get it. It's just like, as I mentioned before, stars who spend their life in a row. What do they want to break? Their break would represent sitting home for a minute, you know. But most people who have a, a regular job, their break represents going on the beach somewhere and having money make itself. And all. But as I said, you'll get bored with that. But all it represents is an escape. All of it. So do not live a life you want to escape or run from. The main thing I would say. And we don't know how it'll turn out when we get old. But that $150,000, that's not a whole lot of money, dude. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) It's just not. So if you live to 80-some years old, man, you're going to be done with that retirement money in a few years and if you stretch it to four or five i mean you're gonna be living so broke so that to say man not to be a downer for a guy who didn't have anything else popping off besides his nine to five but i would say this while you're still able acquire more skill man don't be so rigid like okay i'm 40 something I'm done It's too late to go to school It's too late to, too late to start over It's never too late to acquire new skills And As I probably mentioned I, I try to get people to read and stuff like that And the guy told me man That, that book ain't gonna help me get rich If it ain't gonna tell me how to get rich I don't wanna read it So <laughs> waste of time Which yeah that makes sense but it doesn't You can't be so Void of vision that you can't see a few moves down the line. If you can't understand how you learning this aspect, that mindset connects to you having earning potential. You don't have the type of mind to connect the dots and you won't have the type of mind to flourish in an open space and an open market. Right? If your desire is to go sit down and go kick your feet up on the beach... You're not the type of person to have the mindset 
to bottom to top of business or bottom to top of venture. Because truth is, all you really want to do is go sit down somewhere. And that's kind of like the myth of motivation to me. It ties into it. I think about this a lot. Anytime I give somebody some solid material to read or I created myself for them and we're touching on a topic and they want me to dive into something I already spoke on. When I point them to something, people who are not in the know like to call any type of productive mindset material motivational. It's not really motivational material. It only is for somebody already taking the action. Motivational material is a big myth and bluff. Because truth is, if I can keep it all the way, 99.9% with you right here. If somebody has to motivate you to get up and get going, just quit now. Because it's not a thing. People can't motivate you to get up and go. Either you're doing that on your own or you're not. If somebody has to motivate you to get up, don't even start. Find something you're going to actually do. Because you're looking to be motivated at every corner and every turn. You'll find so many reasons to quit. There'll be a lot of people you deal with who do not uphold their end of a task. Their end in business. People think it's so wonderful to have your own business and work for yourself and all that stuff. But you don't know you have to deal with people who get emotional and who don't want to work and who get upset with you and have whatever they got going on and drag it in to the business you have with them. See, when you work for a job, all you know is you get your check. You don't know all the problems the company deals with. And you scream on the company and curse them and cry about them, complain about them when things don't work exactly how you like. But you don't know all the stuff that goes on within the company. And if you represent your company or your vision your drive, your task, and you're the representative of it, you have to deal with all these people. But if you have not done such a thing, you don't realize that. All that goes into it. That to say, there'll be so many things that deter you from your path. If you're the... If your drive is so weak and your concentration is so scattered as it appears to be, then you'll never get to where you're going, man. Things will distract you. You'll find reasons to quit. You'll find people to blame. I've been doing what I've been doing for a lot of years. And my plan revises constantly. And it doesn't always have to do with me. Sometimes it's how receptive people are to what I do. But often, it's about you've aligned yourself with somebody and they're now hindering more so than they're helping. You kind of got to trim them off. And you've become used to the services they provide. So you have to you have to compensate for what they're not bringing or what they were bringing and you came to rely upon. I, I just got so loud. But anyway, you get to relying on them. And then once you deem them unnecessary for your push because they're getting in the way more than anything now, they refuse to move, 
Okay, yeah, you like the service they provided, and yes, you would like to finish these certain amount of projects that ties to their service, but you may have to put that on hold to advance the ball overall. That's the main thing I keep in mind today is advance the ball. That's it. doesn't have to be one particular thing in one particular area, but if you have your hands in enough things, just advance the ball. Do something that pushes you as a whole. That to say, if you only got one thing on your plate and you're staring at it, Somebody's going to get in the way and your motivation will fizzle if that's what you were looking for. So you have to be involved in the process to the point where there's an excitement, whether you feel like it or you don't. The excitement is there because you're adhering to and connected to the process. That doesn't go away. It sounds good to have people cheering for you and being excited about you but once that wears off and yeah look at me I'm getting attention once that wanes I mean something has to push you once you get money something still has to push you it's not just going to be that because that's a byproduct you making enough moves and assisting enough people Money and resources are a byproduct of that. I'm kind of crowbarring this in here. So this is almost like part two, unrelated. Speaking of money, men have a misconception that when they sort their money issues, speaking of acquiring skills, that they do not have to improve their people skills mainly when dealing with women and that's false a lot of simps got that in their mind that they can just avoid sharpening as a person and just money will compensate for it the problem is nothing can rescue you from your simping so if you're bound to catch feelings if you do not have a purpose taller than the women you deal with if that portion of your life is unsettled it will always distract you from what you're doing it doesn't matter how on the ball you are if you care enough about a woman she can come along and wreck your situation in fact the more you have to lose and the less game you have to go with it the more your ego is going to be involved because you feel like in your mind she's supposed to cooperate because you have money she's supposed to cooperate because you have some type of status and then what you'll do is turn your 7.4 into the special 7.4 you know though you can get more women of that caliber she becomes the special one she becomes the one you tie your energy into and therefore even though you can acquire more women just like her she becomes a gigantic distraction now you're puzzled because you have all the formula you thought you were supposed to have so basically until you improve your dealings with people and women especially Getting more resources, getting more money, getting more popularity, being more admired will serve to confuse you if you do not handle that situation. And that just represents everything as a whole. You just can't throw money on top of a problem. It'll knock plenty of them out the way. It'll clear your space to handle business. But you have to be correct in the mind because the higher you climb up, the less you can afford to be distracted. 
the less distractions you have around you. Because as King Flex says, there's, there's an order to this and it's like a pyramid. It's lonely at the top and it's a gang of bricks at the bottom. So if you're looking for something to distract you and you're not motivated by the process itself, you'll find plenty of reason to dig back down into nothing. Because when you're up there by yourself, you have to occupy your own time. You have to have a purpose larger than whatever will give you the desire to start looking around sideways and looking back down because that's where your friends are. That's where your people are. You'll find less incentive to disassociate yourself with people who tie you up in nothing. Because the higher you climb and the, the more you reach for higher self and higher purpose, the less people you're going to have around you. Once you stop becoming a regular man, a regular person, regular people get in the way. They just do. You can deal with them, but now you have to modify how you deal with people. So you can't be so off the ball, so needy, so tied up in anything emotional that it affects your decision making. Now, all the stuff I said does not tie into each other. But just while I was on the topic of money, I, I thought that that would make sense. I would throw that in there, right? But anyway, I saw that for people around me is that they kind of put themselves in a space where they don't want to add more and they're trying to stretch out what they know is not enough. And that doesn't make sense. They have more time than that. And that creates resentment. That's when you look at the fly person getting his. And a little more of you hopes he falls. That's when you're looking at the younger people with the potential. You admire their youth and then you start to have more resentment. And then you envy their youth. And it's funny because when you look at people who have unfulfilled desires and needs that they did not meet when they were coming up of a certain age. They'll look at young guys in school like, man, if I went to school with all them women, if I if I went to school with that girl and that girl, man, you don't know I'd have that one and that one. You, you wouldn't because you didn't. They start to fantasize and project all these things onto the younger kids and make them feel like they're not living up to their potential. I would do this. I'd do that, man. I would go to school and do that. Yeah, that makes sense. You want to have the cautionary tales. Being that I didn't do X, Y, Z, I would say that if I were you, I would tackle that. But don't romanticize about what you would have did and what you would do if you went back and I would do this and I would do that. Have it be more humble. You know, young man, young lady, you got a lot in front of you and a lot you can capitalize on. So, and now speaking as myself, I would only say, I wouldn't suggest what you should do. I'm not going to say go to school. I'm not going to say not. Now, you need the basics of elementary school, middle school, high school. True. As far as college and all that, I would say, being it, you're not going to have a clear idea of what you want yet. Even if you do, you're likely to end up somewhere different because you're going to change. And no matter how much you know or how smart you are, or how receptive you are to good game and how much training you have, 
as an 18 year old or whatever, you don't have enough life lived to know for sure what you will need and what you will not. Knowledge is great, but wisdom ain't free and it don't come that early. So that to say, I didn't excel in anything past high school. I went to college for like a second, a couple of them, and never did anything with it. Never graduated, nothing like that. But I would say, go. Because even if you have something in mind, the further you get and the sharper you want to become, a lot of things you will need to do in the future, there was access to that information when you were younger. So, Sharpen your basics, get abreast of all your basics, and I would go to school. I wouldn't do something that costs a lot either. You know, I wouldn't go somewhere where you or whoever it is paying for your school, paying like some exorbitant amount. I would just pay something minimal where you can get what you need to know, something to further your schooling. That's it. Now, of course, if you got scholarships and all that, well, that's different, you know. Take it to the max, whatever you can get. But I would say go, 100%. Now, I ain't gonna lie. With days of teachers in school, man, I didn't care about most of that stuff. Didn't. Didn't see the purpose of it. Some of it you won't need, but it's great because it helps you think. And you'll meet a lot of people in the activities, in the classes. And I would suggest... Because what they don't teach you in school is to sharpen your people skills. And so much of how we deal with people in that time period affects us later on. It ties into your emotions. I guess that's part of the reason why when I was out there at the elementary school, there's all kind of feelings and thoughts running through my head at the same time. So school doesn't teach you people skills. Not really. I mean, they teach you to work with kids. Yeah, true. You have to be in groups, do projects together. You have to interact with other students. So it does teach you the basics. I ain't going to never say it doesn't. But they're probably on a lot of classes in dealing with people, which is fine. But that you want to learn in school, and there's no better place to do it, really, especially at that age, than there. And be cognizant of how you deal with people. For some reason, because those years have so much effect on you after the fact, you want to watch how you say things. And funny thing is, you want to watch what motivates you, speaking of that. Because school and being young, you develop so many petty motivations. When you first get out of school... Because high school especially is a lot about popularity and either you were one of the popular kids or you you weren't and you had the girlfriend or girlfriends or you didn't you had the guy you wanted or the guy you didn't, ladies, you know. So motivations are petty. You wanna show somebody that you're fly than them or show somebody who fronted on you that I'm fly now and I didn't really do what I wanted in high school, so when I get to college, I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be that, and I'm going to come back, 
and you have like this glowing idea of how it's going to look when you come back successful and other people are or other people aren't you can gloat to them you know you have petty motivations and if you mismanage how you deal with people you'll have more petty motivations to distract you see small motivations like that that don't matter they're good because they'll push you into something they'll give you the idea to jump into certain things because you do want to Make up for what you weren't. Or you do want to continue what you were. So those motivations will get you into things. But ultimately your drive has to be bigger than something small like that. But because at that age you're not developed as a person fully, typically. You don't have real life situations to apply to it. Real life purpose to apply to it. Life typically... that age has not humbled you to the point where you've experienced being on your own, dropping down or flying high, both, both again, you know. So that to say your long-term purpose and drive has to be bigger than look at me, look at me. And I say that because a lot of people in high school a lot of people I know from high school, you know, the grudge holding thing. There's certain people who look at me in a certain type of way. And years after the fact, held some type of bitterness towards me because it was a girl and I didn't talk to her in school. Like, and then some of it is misunderstanding. Like, was I talking to anybody in school like that? I mean, how can you take that personally, you know? So a lot of things are not just about you, but because you're so impressionable and things weigh so heavy on you at the time, because high school was like earth to you a lot of times when you're that young. You're reading too far into things sometimes. So I know people to this day, I've been out of school 20 years, who still act funny about something in high school towards me. Laughable. And you can't be so small-minded that that's how you think. So as I say, if I would talk to a young person right now, I'd tell them, watch how you deal with people in school, man. And it's hard to tell you that life is bigger than that. Like, a lot of what you're experiencing at the time doesn't matter. It does, though, because those years mean a lot to you. Because think about it. When you're an adult, four years kind of just flies on by. But if you look at yourself... From ninth grade to 12th grade, it's like a large difference. Because four years when you're uh, 13 or 17 makes a big difference. Opposed to when you're 31 and 35, you know. Because that's really when you're first coming into the world. Your parents are holding your hands and stuff like that. You kind of go where you feel like it. And that's really you stepping out into the world before you step out into the world, you know. But what you don't want is to get old before you're old. And having some dream of when you retire, I'm going to relax when I retire. You're not going to retire until you're like 70 
if you're a regular man with a regular job. So you might not live to 70. And if you do, how much longer will you live after 70? What type of shape will you be in? And if you live long after 70, how much money will you have to support you? How you want to be supported? To eat when you want to eat. If you're struggling leading up to 70 with your regular man job, how's it going to be when you're 70 plus and you have more medical problems? More than likely. So this is how you got to think. It's mathematics, man. Like, if you struggle leading up to then and you're going to be making less then, more than likely, okay, let's add something. I shouldn't know a lot of people's football teams. He likes the Steelers. He likes the Redskins. He likes the Titans. I can just go down a list of people in my mind. I know personally he likes the 49ers. And I don't know what you're invested in. All right? And now, on one hand, you're not going to wear the company you invest in hat with a big sign on it. I invest in IBM, you know. So, obviously, you can wear football paraphernalia and, okay, he likes that team, like that team. But I should not know that and not know what you invest in. And contrary to how you've been taught and what you believe and how you perceive it, but when I ask you what you invest in or do you have any investments... Some people will say, I got a house. And some people will consider that an investment because it is. And some people consider it not an investment because in their eyes it's not. And I get that too. You just nailed yourself to one place. And it's going to tie your resources indefinitely, you know. And it's not yours till you pay it off. So, I mean, I get that. And I heard it from Grant Cardone who says, rent where you stay and own where other people stay, you know. Own apartments, condos, you understand? Buildings that people live in, right? And rent where you stay. That way you're always getting where you need to get and not nail down. That depends on who you are and what you have. Like, average man can't move around like somebody in this position but I understand why he thinks that way that to say you don't want to tie yourself into things that'll hold your resources and tie them up and strangle them to where you can't really move effectively how you want so when they say that dream about how you need to be in quote settled down by the time you're a certain age have your kids and all that by a certain age which I understand it makes sense why you would but do understand the opposite side that's going to tie up your resources and it's going to be less easy for you to move around and create things outside of your home now because you made home it. You're not first on your list. Now how much now this is convenient to say this but how much easier would it have been to get yourself situated for longer and then maybe 10 years later had the kid. Though you wouldn't have the same exact kid you know but you get what I'm saying. To wait 10 years later and be settled with this and that department, that money over there, this going on, that going on, those skills acquired, and then you can brick by brick by brick and still take care of everybody else first because you're second and third when you got wife, kids, and all that, you know. So think about why you're conforming to convention. Does it make sense for you? All the way back to what you study in school. Everything is different depending on the individual because the schooling is a resource or tool skills are a resource or tool 
a catalog, if you create art or create products, items, that's a tool or resource depending on how effectively and what area you use it in. Depends on how you use it. You can have a wrench and a hammer. If you don't use it, it's a wrench and a hammer, but it's just sitting there. So what is it? So I have to say, if you're going to do the school thing, it would benefit you to use maybe what you studied or maybe it leads you somewhere else. So there's no one right way to do it. But whatever you do, you did something wrong if you get to the point where you're wishing and trying to propel yourself and speed up to a future where you get this little bit of retirement money and go on vacation. You're not doing the math on that. If you live 80-some years old, that doesn't seem very exciting, does it? You're going to wait till you're 70 and 30, 40 years out your prime to... Like, you're thinking, I'm going to go to the beach and relax. Yeah, it sounds good right now from where you are, but when you're 70-some years old, you don't want to be burning up on no, on no beach. Your skin ain't going to be able to take it. You're thinking of the women that's going to be walking by men. You're thinking about the attention you're going to get women, but it ain't going to be like that when you're 70, is it? You won't be able to get at the women. If you're a woman, you won't be in a prime look the way people will want you at 70. So the attention sounds great because it's not you now going there then. So, and when you get around young people, encourage them. Um, and as I say, you can motivate them somehow. But I would just say more so than get around them and motivate them because that's fleeting. It'll come and it'll go. Your mood will change and that motivation will dissipate. But show them the possibility they have based on what they have. And let them know how they're in a position you're in and you didn't capitalize. Or they have something you didn't have. And don't romanticize about what you would do. I would. I would. No, no, no. Because now you're feeding them something to make them think they're not enough. You need to do it. Purely in the sense of this is what you have, this is a great look for you. You can do all the other things you want to do, but just do this as well. You got to speak to them so it makes sense, man. Don't dictate because they're primed to rebel. And I would have said at that age, but you know, most people never stop being hard headed, so I'm not going to say at that age. But then, prime age to rebel, though. So, let them have whatever they deem is freedom. Let them do all the things they want to do. Even if you think it's not going to lead anywhere and they can spend that time more valuably instead of sitting in front of a video game. Kid like video games, let them play video games, you know. But do this as well. Show them what they have in front of them. And if you got some game, man, give them some game. But problem is, chances are you ain't got the game to give them. And I wish I would have got laced with that game when I had the chance, man. It was people who were negligent and didn't give me what I needed when I needed it. Because they didn't have it. People can guide you to a certain extent. They can be a model for you to follow. You can inherit some of what they're into, some of their desires. You start to share commonalities with people you grew up under and around. And it would be nice to say, lace them with some game. But truth is, how many people actually got game? So I would say in this instance, guide them to someone who has some game. 
Don't be hard-headed for your child. Don't be hard-headed for the young person around you because you don't want to be, uh, be the one who listens because you don't want to be the one who takes good directions. Try to keep that hard-headedness relegated to you. If you hear some good game around you, put them up on it. I wish I'd have had somebody, you know, lace me. And certain people gave me certain things, man. But like I say, who who would I have got it from? Who would is, is like the sharpest thing under the sun to be like, nah, you're doing that wrong. Nah, your attitude's messed up about that. You still got a year and a half of this left. You cannot think that way. And this is how you're messing up. This is where that's going to take you. This is what you're leaving behind. Uh, a year and a half ago before this, you wanted to get here where you are now. So what now are you dropping the ball on that in a year and a half now? Or, or what will you be dropping the ball on a year and a half that you thought you wanted now? You understand? It looks great till you get it. And then now you got all the reasons to complain about where you wanted to be. And then when you get past it, like, damn, I had it right in my hands. That's why I wanted to get I got there and I bitched and moaned. And then when I passed it and it passed me by and the opportunity gone, now I wish I had pounced on it. So you, the listener, what right now about your situation is favorable that you're overlooking or so distracted by the nothing things that you're not capitalizing on it to its full extent? Take that to the young bucks. Take it in for yourself. And even more so than that, be kind, be pleasant, and be great. Freeze this, freeze that.